You are now listening to Rest Days. Before we dive into this week's episode, it's important to note that some of the topics we cover could be triggering, so listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to season five of Rest Days. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Maria Sylvester Terry, and I am here with the queen of being unserious, the very own Lauren Lavelle. Hello. Welcome back. Hello. We're so excited. the audience clapping. (laughs) Canned laughter. We don't need to can laughter here. We know your laughs are real. Um, We are thrilled to be here. And Lauren, um, we got to be honest about season five can you can you tell us why why is this season five let's get real yes yes maria called my attention to the fact that we were we had like one episode in our official season four and um you know joking as we do i had to remind her that we need to wrap up season four season four maria lost a parent um yeah. and then we went straight into like multiple holidays yeah just didn't it didn't happen there was a, a grief and then there was a holiday grief and now we're here and I said wrap it up we ain't going back to season four <laughs> we're, we're moving forward we can't do this anymore um so here we are yeah uh it's very Carl Havoc I don't even want to be around anymore the chain kills I just season I'm glad we're here killed. <laughs> yep <laughs> I'm glad we have our first meme and we are only, what, two minutes into this episode. Okay. (laughs) The chin kills indeed. So um, we thought we would, yes, call this season five. We're starting fresh. It is a new year, but it is the same horrible us. It's just us, y'all. We're not doing anything really different this year. We did, of course, want to link back in clickbait. Um, We just want the clickbait this season or this episode to really just be about the horrors we are seeing the horrors of it being the new year and it doesn't matter how um wellness oriented or like undieting it gets it's still horrifying (laughs) this time of year to just see overwhelming it's really overwhelming to see so many people just embarking upon big 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 changes um really noting it publicizing it it's all over social media what are your takes here? Anything uh, specifically horrible or horrifying that you've seen as a, a clickbait for today? Yeah, I feel like this is appropriate because you're in New Orleans, but I feel like we are the reporters standing out there being like, the hurricane is actually, it is here. We're still outside for some reason <laughs> because we're on the news. But, um, and that's what it feels like right now in January of 2024. I I'm I can't even narrow down the horrors, but if I can, I think one that's really coming up is on TikTok. This uh, this app for training is being so heavily pushed, and it looks really um, what it looks like it looks like regular con like content. Like you can barely tell that it's an ad until a couple seconds in. So you're seeing these videos of people working out and then it like comes up that it's an ad for this training app, which again, I don't really have any problem with. It's like 
the content that it is, it's people working out like, do you want this to be your day one? It's like that kind of stuff. And like I said, it's so like, it doesn't come off extremely ad based immediately. So, you know, if you watch it for a couple seconds, then more of it's going to happen. And that's been really interesting to me because it's a lot of challenges. It's a lot of calendar based, like 28 days to your best butt. And I'm like, well, you know, I, 28 days, that's real fast. That's extremely fast. Best butt in 28 days, you know? So it's those kinds of things that these people are professionals. Um, I would venture to say that most of them know that you're not going to get your best butt in 28 days. I mean, you can, you can definitely see some changes in your muscle and your body composition in 28 days, but not, um, not enough to be, you know, you know, shouting it into the the internet about. Sure. But um, it's been that's been the biggest like thing that keeps popping up is that because it's kind of like whitelisted from these big influencer platforms. So I'm like, oh, mm. another ad. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just another ad. Um, and so I just wanted to remind people, as you know, coming from your friendly weight neutral fitness instructor. Um, you don't need to rush and more, more than likely you will have a better time if you don't, if you don't try to make your butt better, whatever that means. And, you know, we all have our ideas of what a good butt is and they don't all look the same, but, um, it, it's not gonna, it's not a rush job. It's a, it's a marathon and it's like incremental. It's so small. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's so video game levels. It's just not enough time. And it's okay. We don't want that to be enough time. How hard do we have to work in 28 days to achieve something like that? You'd have to really have a full-time job pursuing something. Mm-hmm. Why not take your time? Why is that so unappealing? Right. Well, I and know we're why not it's talking about. Unappealing. Yeah, we're not talking about the other changes that you would have to make to like grow muscle. Like, let's not even go yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, that's the big clickbait is we're back to these um, really quick 30 day programs hit, hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of intensity with that. So that's my clickbait. I see. Don't, don't, don't fall into the 30 day <laughs> trap. All right. Um, you want to hear? Of course. Suggested a lot of different Facebook groups to join. I don't know. It's just a new thing that Facebook seems to be doing where it's like, you might want to join this group. And some of them have been really great, like Standard Poodles, <clears throat> the amazing Standard Poodles, one of my favorite groups. I'm not an active, <laughs> yes, I'm not an active Facebook user, but I do love it for, you know, what I need it for, which is seeing pictures of poodle memorabilia and stuff that I can get at Target, as well as anyone else I need to connect with on Facebook, like, you know, a group, the, like my gym or something. But I've been getting group suggestions. And one of the group suggestions was keto saves, like way to keep yourself in ketosis. And it was just awful. What found my eyeballs was a recommendation for going to Raising Cane's. If you're not familiar, Raising Cane's is an incredible chicken tender spot. Get chicken tenders, Texas toast, cane sauce, fries. That's really, that's all they have. You're not getting anything else. There's no cheeseburgers. It's just tenders, tendies. And they're incredible because the breading is just like a special little sauce. Everything is just special. But if you're keto, yeah, oh yeah, big proprietary energy. But if you're keto, what can't you eat, Lauren? <laughs> the breading. You can't eat the breading. So what 
did I learn from the Keto Saves group? You can go to Raisin Cane's and order naked tenders. Naked! Naked tendies. They just dunk these sad pieces of chicken breast into the fryer. So they're just like oil saturated without the crunchy breading. And they're served to you. Oh, it's so funny. So the comments were out of control about the seasoning, out of control about the sauce. Like, well, how many carbs are in the sauce? It's five grams. Oh, I can't have that. It's like, wait a second. We don't even think it's seasoned. The consensus in the comments, because of course I friggin' engaged. Like I actually read the comments, no. which is so, <laughs> so bad for, for your ads, y'all. Like don't engage with stuff you don't actually want to see. But I got in there deep and it was horrible. I was, um, I was really sad to know that there's probably people that are now driving around Metairie and they're like, hi, can I have my chicken tenders? Naked it just looks style. like a bunch of like sphinx cats in a box wait that's literally what it looks like it looks like hairless cats in a box it just does and it's they're like kind of just it also kind of reminded me of fish like it looked like just like fried tilapia and also i mean okay yeah i'm not shading the need for like convenience food that fits a variety of like oh but of course sure needs but like girl just make your chicken at home why don't you just, just go home. get a grilled chicken Sammy from Wendy's? Why are we even messing around? Grilled chicken right. sandwich. Get a grilled get a grilled chicken sandwich from Wendy's with no bun. Right. That's what these people are there for. They're just there for the chickens. Yeah. And to think you're just gonna go. You're not gonna get the toast. You're not gonna get the fries. Uh, you may or may not get the sauce. So you're just going to get some chicken. Go to Costco, get the rotisserie chicken. I am just I'm unwell at the thought of naked tenders. You can also order yeah. naked tenders at Popeye's, but it's like a 30 minute wait and they hate doing it. <laughs> They're like, get out. No, I learned that from my old job. And I learned that because when I was an intern, I had to go and get them. Um, and my intern partner waited 30 minutes in the drive-thru for naked tenders. They also looked wow. sad, like blackened tilapia that had seen a couple things, you know? No. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyway, it's, not <sighs> it's not good. Um, it's all part of uh, it's honestly that type of thinking is a lot of the stuff that we work to, you know, kind of not do anymore. And we had a workshop uh, this yeah, past we week. Two, we, we had two, two, sections of it. Yes. two sections of a workshop where we talked about how to go into the new year and not get caught up in all of that fanfare yeah. silliness. Um, you want to walk us through it? I would love to tell people about it. Yeah, we had a great couple of groups and really one of the things we started with was focusing on that unlearning aspect, which is, you know, when you see those ads or when you see those groups recognizing that that's maybe no longer in alignment with you and like, we're being silly about it, but you know, that might be someone's thing. It's just, it doesn't have to become your thing and it doesn't have to become your identity this year. So really kind of getting out of that habit or pattern or history of mm. taking on these resolutions that don't really like apply or do anything for you anymore. They just don't. Well, can you give us an example of one that you used to have, if you don't mind? Can I put you on the spot? Like an yeah, online. Absolutely. I think I think the one that I said, like the clickbait, the the idea of these really fast 
results based on like a super challenging thing. I know a lot of people are into like 75 hard and 75 hard has then turned into 75 medium, 75 mm-hmm. spicy, mild, um, like, <laughs> I don't know. There's yeah, like, there's a cane sauce version now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 75, you know, like, no sugar added. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, like, those types of things were, like, the thing that I thought would change my entire life. You know, they yeah. would be like, this is the jump start that I need. And maybe in some ways they can be beneficial because they get people into something and then maybe some of those habits stay but it's not as intense or it's more individualized whatever it is but I think that's something that I really had to work on is that that almost not instant gratification but the idea of like having to go so quickly to get you know everything's on fire we have to start immediately Mm. January kick down the doors of the gym um and that that intensity doesn't really serve me. Maybe it serves somebody else, but I had to learn that that was not for me. Yeah. And the urgency behind it, too. Like, I don't have to know what's for me. I don't have to subscribe to this right away, immediately. Can you hear it? I can hear it. Can y'all hear it? <laughs> oh, my God. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> not known what time it was it's um, okay. okay you go now what are we so, learning this new year yeah um thanks for asking i this new year um i think i am working to unlearn rush just similar to you um having to have it all figured out as a business owner you you're wearing 45 hats um and you feel like you have to be good no. in all of those <laughs> so you like you have to be good at all those things i have to suddenly be really good at billing and emailing everyone back and writing copy and creating landing pages and running classes and making those classes really engaging it's like y'all i just described four or five different careers um and i've just decided i'm going to take my time i have worked really well in outsourcing and hiring a great va and i have an amazing dietetic intern and i have hired a second and soon to be third dietitian like it's coming along and i'm not going to force it um, I, I think that has to just kind of be like, I'm not going to make it, uh, you ever see Cinderella, the original, uh, the, mm-hmm. I didn't realize my brother and I both quote this very, very small line that no one remembers when the stepsister gets a chance to put the shoe on and her foot doesn't fit. And she goes, I'll make it fit. We say it all the time. And I looked at my brother at Thanksgiving. And I said, did you just, is that from Cinderella? And he goes, yeah, my 42 year old brother. And I was like, I do that too. So anyway, I'm done with being the stepsister. I'll make it fit. It's going to happen if it happens. However, that I've come a long way. A big thing I unlearned that you named um, also from like, you know, ways back is just this like adoption of goals that aren't even mine. I shared this in our workshop. Like, why was I so fixated on like, yep, this is the year of the six pack. I think I did that four or five years in a row and I had no tools. I had no concept of what it meant. 
I had no idea that no one in my family in the history of no Sylvester's, history. no genetic history of being anything but like a very well-fed Italian basketball. Like no, no one has ever looked like that in my family. Um, right. My sister was an elite athlete and did not have a six pack. Um, you know, you think about genetically, that's not in the cards for me. And I just thought, well, every magazine is saying I can get a six pack this year. Every ad I'm seeing, every commercial, every sitcom I'm watching makes a comment about that. And I remember when I just sort of decided, like, I'm not going to do that anymore. And I felt at first, like, well, then what am I going to do with myself? Am I letting myself go? Well, that was the year I might have decided I'm not going to be late to things anymore. Or there was another <laughs> year that I decided I wasn't going to say yes to everything. I was only going to schedule physically what I had the capacity for. Uh, and that's behavior. <laughs> it was hard. And I think I'm learning that the goals that are not even meant for me and asking myself a powerful question. Is it true? Like, is it true that that's my goal? Is it my idea? Um, that has helped my unlearning process a lot because guess what? Now it's the me show. It gets to be about what I need to do for myself, not in a selfish way, but in a way that allows me to be a better person and a happier person. Absolutely. Who am I doing this for? Who am I doing Ugh, this for? Yes. And when we think about doing things for ourselves, like you said, not in a selfish way, we get to show up authentically. We can show up for other people in a more authentic way because we are not being pulled in 75 directions mm -hmm. with a bunch of different people's goals put on us. Um, I think you said something really important about resolutions because you named a bunch of things that didn't seem that big. <laughs> they just didn't yeah, seem yeah. like that revolutionary, like that they were going to create a new version, like no <laughs> late, no longer being late. And we talked about that a lot in the workshop. Some of the things that we really broke down were itty bitty. Teeny and, tiny. And how much of a difference they really make for you as being a better person. You know, like I'm a better person when I don't skip lunch. Mm -hmm. um, you can't skip lunch. You can't skip lunch. And so making these little promises and or goals and intentions for yourself to, you know, show up as a fed person in your next meeting so that you can think, <laughs> like, show up as someone who did your stretches in the morning so you don't feel like your body is hurting by a certain time of day. Um, just all of these things that can make a big difference when they add up. When yes. They add up. Yes. And that's a chip away goal. Like these are chip away. I slowly work into them. It slowly becomes part of who I am. And there is no 28 days to becoming more on time. Like, no, you have to probably unlearn 15 years <laughs> yeah, of bad you know, planning. Yeah, you didn't even have that many plans in that 28 days. <laughs> I just won't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been late. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think it's... <laughs> did it check please i think we have to consider also why um why we get caught up in goals that don't serve us and like the rush and we talked about this in the workshop is this concept of relearning and where we really asked people to go was to focus on values first and i remember doing a similar workshop previously and i had to provide a list of sample values because 
when I tested the content out and kind of asked people about it, they were like, I don't really know what I value. And that's not to say they were valueless, but they couldn't readily pull a word. And so we presented a list of values and it was really cool to see people say, yeah, I do value adventure. I value boldness. I value family. I value wellness, whatever it is, timeliness, time management, and to build goals based on what you value, because usually those aren't going to change. Yes, as we age, our values shift. But there's something about going from within and building your goal from within that actually makes it tangible and real and you might actually want to do it it's not this external yeah. thing that was a big part of the the relearn element of our workshop i'm curious for you lauren what did you find was a value that really stuck out to you i mean i think the one that we talk about a lot and that i try to really live out is the authenticity value mm. like valuing my Personal authenticity, it's really important to me because um, my face will not be quiet. So if I'm anywhere and it's not aligned with me, everyone will know. Everyone's going to have a bad time. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think really knowing that I want to be in line with authenticity also helps me set those boundaries. Because like I just said, like, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not going. Like, I'm not going or I really want to go. So I'm going to, mm -hmm. you know, move things around to prioritize this. And that can be being authentic can also lead to better self-care practices because of those things. Like, who do I want to be? I want to be someone who has the capacity to care for others. And to do that, I have to care for myself. I want to do these things. So authenticity was like a big one. I did love adventure and I loved hearing about other people's idea of adventure. And then what was yours? You know, I've been thinking about the word home a lot um, and home meaning many different things. Um, I thought about how this last, this past year, I had to find home in a lot of weird and uncomfortable places like a hospital or um, on the phone or a FaceTime call. I had to find home in Alaska, spending time with my brother. Um, I had to find home in, in absolutely awful heat in <laughs> New Orleans and home in, you know, just like uh, surprises and scary moments. And I often felt like I was just disappointed. I really struggled in like, this is what's happening in my life. And I think what I'd like to do now is really embrace the idea that home is wherever I need it to be. So finding a home in my business and feeling like this can be a home for me, like I am welcome here. Um, finding a home in the activities I do, like this is home. And if it's not home, like it may not be meant for me. I'm not going either, Lauren. And I know it's a big thing for me to say. <laughs> Lauren doesn't even believe it. Um, I go to everything, y'all. I think considering that what's in alignment with me um, has a lot to do with how am I received and how am I caring for myself? How am I receiving myself in that space? I think about growing up, and I know this is such a privilege, walking into my parents' home or my mom's home now is, um, you know, I think about what that feels like. I want that feeling with my friendships. I want that feeling. I want people to have that feeling about me that I'm a slice of home to them. So I've taken this word and really expanded it to like we talked about like breathing vision, like so much of setting an intention is about breathing vision, um, breathing curiosity into your life. 
So I also think on the little things like giving everything in my house a home, being more organized. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, so I, I've been really, um, I've been really into that concept, making New Orleans feel like my home. Hey, maybe this is the year I actually really pursue home ownership if feasible. Uh, you never know because it's 2024 and the horrors persist. So I, that's sort of where my head went um, with, you know, basically my value there is community and connection, um, connection to self, connection to others, connection to places. And Completely right. Build a strong and sturdy foundation. She's an earth sign, y'all. <laughs> um, for sure, she is. <laughs> so that that's sort of where my my relearning and my intention setting went. Um, I thought it would be nice if we shared some of the general themes. You mentioned a couple already from our workshop. Um, you mentioned yes. um, small things. So, what else kind of comes to mind for you from our our amazing participants? I think the thing that we talked about in both sessions was rest and we really focused on that in one of them, but rest without guilt and without shame. Um, mm. So setting intentions for rest and it seems silly to have to do that. Maybe out loud up front, it feels silly to have to do that. But when we really let that sink in, what does that look like? What does resting without guilt and shame look like? Has it ever been done? Have you ever done it? Like, how do you pursue it? How much can you do? And really getting intentional with that time with creating empty space for you to just human without the pressures of maximizing and optimizing mm -hmm. and doing any of that. Um, I loved the theme of rest and like free space. I love yeah, that. Um, oh, free space. Gorgeous. Yes. And we also talked about movement, which I think you were really excited about. We were both really excited about the movement aspect because people had goals. And oh my gosh. Like yes. They had reasons why movement was there and not saying that like you can't just move your body because it's fun and it feels good, but having these, these visions, like you said, having these plans for what we want to do, what we're working up to, what we're, what we're using this energy for was so exciting. I'm like, Oh, do I have more spots that I need to go visit? Because people yes. were talking about where they were, were going to go. And I was like, I want to go with you. Yes. People were talking about where they were going to hike. Um, I, I've just been thinking about like, Oh, like you have your eyes set on an adventure. Um, mm -hmm. There was a concept of that was shared of, like being excited to bring movement into your life rather than fitting your life around a new movement routine, which is something we tend to do around the new year. Like I'm going to start running. What if you decided you wanted to ride your bike through the Alps or you wanted to walk the Camino trail? Those types of things are, they give you purpose. They give you vision. They give you a plan, right? You got to get those legs and feet ready for sure. We, we don't want sore feet. That's a big Lauren thing. Lauren was, mm -hmm. was like training her legs up for her European trip. And I mean, she was so, she's not serious as you know, but she was pretty serious about that goal of not having sore feet ruin her European trip. It wasn't going to happen for her. No. So, and I think, yeah, I think that also when we're talking about these movement goals or like movement visions, I guess, and intentions, like the the worst case scenario is you change your mind or it doesn't happen right now. Like you're not going yeah, to right. do that thing. 
but you have cultivated this relationship with movement that feels like you said, like part of who you are, as opposed to taking up and taking away from who you are. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, there's plenty of space in that vision. There's so much flexibil- flexibility in it, space to change your mind. Um, we also talked about the small things like going outside and getting fresh air every day, eating lunch away from your work, um, mm-hmm. letting those tiny daily intentions take up space rather than the big, big picture 2024, the year I buy a house. Like, you know, that's all great. And what an amazing thing. What else could it look like to make time for yourself on a daily basis? And just practicing that three, six, five, give it a whirl could be pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think that we came out of this workshop with a lot of both appreciation, appreciation for the people who yes. are in the community already who are just like, yeah, let's do this. Let's let's let go of some of the negative things we have, the negative feelings we have around the new years, the like, I don't know, leftover grinchiness in my case Mm -hmm. that like comes into the new year. And like, let's, let's start off as ourselves. It doesn't have to be over the top. It can be super neutral, but it can just be very real. Um, And I appreciated all of their, authenticity and all of the conversations that that facilitated. Yeah, I I just felt so honored to be someone who could hold space for that. We had someone say, I was having all these feelings about kind of colliding into the new year, crashing into the new year, and all of the feelings of planning just being so overwhelming. And she said, I just signed up for this. And I knew that I would get to it. And I knew that I would find time for it because I made I made space for it in my schedule that like, hey, I'm planning tonight. And I just think, gosh, what a soft and sweet and compassionate thing to do for yourself. I'm worried about something and I'm going to address it in a couple of days uh, very patiently. (laughs) And then I'm going to move on. Like what a thoughtful thing instead of like, you better get your shit together. Like that's not it, y'all. So they really modeled um, that I feel that our community modeled back to us even what we can do better in our own lives. I just really appreciated it. Yes, it was so much fun. And I can't wait to go into our new season. Yes, yes. Um, We have a next episode. What is the next episode going to be? Um, Our next episode is just going to be another interview with Maria. You're (laughs) maybe wondering, why are we interviewing Maria so much? It's because what she said. She said she can't stop going places and she can't stop doing things. things. In our next episode, she is going to break down the ins and outs of being a Mardi Gras person and really how that movement um, is, again, bringing movement into your life and and doing things that are fun with your body and really celebrating. I can't wait. Um, I'm excited. I'm getting my my glitter out. I'm getting my glitter (laughs) ready to go. So we hope to see you there. Yes, please join us. Please join us. Costumes are optional. Um, Yeah, definitely bring glitter for sure. Um, Can't wait. Thanks for interviewing me. I think it'll be a good time. And I think we all want, we, we both want to wish you all a happy new year. Thanks so much for starting your year with us. Yes. Love you so much. Love you. Bye.